Hi guys, welcome to another episode of Sunday School at Modern Mystic Shop. It's me again, Kelly Knight, your host and shop owner. I would love to introduce you guys to the creator of the journal deck, Alyssa Cousins. I met Alyssa when I was a guest on her podcast, The Self-Care Spotlight. And we got to know each other. We had a very interesting conversation a couple of years ago about kundalini yoga and energy healing and just all the stuff that um, we both enjoy talking about so much. And she came in all the way from Pittsburgh to teach this Sunday school class. We sell her deck, the journal deck, which gives you 52 prompts. So it acts as an oracle deck. It's 52 prompts that you can uh, pull a card a, a week if you'd like, and it would give you a, a 52 week or one year practice. Um, so if you're interested, you can head over to our website and purchase her journal deck. Um, but she really dives into the fact that journaling is not just like a little girl writing Dear Diary. It's actually a really strong way to get deep and to put pen to paper and to really, you know, work through your feelings instead of speaking your feelings. And she goes through the science of journaling, the lifestyle it promotes, how to change your life and being able to write it out clearly. Um, and you know, she believes it's the most underrated self-help tool, but it is the key to health, happiness, and healing. And she's used journaling to heal herself. And that's what I love about all of our presenters at Modern Mystic Shop. It's, we're all healers because we've healed ourselves and these tools that we use, just like all the tools that I use are now incorporated into the store, um, you know, you, you get these tools that work for you and you just want to share them with everyone because you know how powerful they are. So in her toolkit, number one is her journal. Again, I always remind you to leave a review and to rate and to share our podcast with friends, share it on Instagram. You can tag us at modern mystic underscore shop. And if you are up for it, you can head over to modern mystic shop dot com and you can shop to your heart's content and there'll be a pop-up that comes up and if you give us your email address you get 10% off your online order. I think that's a good trade, don't you guys? Okay, so without further ado, I would love to introduce you to Elisa Cousins and she's going to be discussing journaling, the secret to health, healing, and happiness. Oh, I wasn't expecting that. Okay. Yeah, I really, yeah, I came from Pittsburgh. So I did break the drive up though. So I'm not like completely crazy. I, I broke it up. Me, I lovingly dragged my husband to drive down here with me because I love Kelly, who is the owner of this store. And now I love Kirsten and Grace and Almond. And now I'm getting to meet everyone. And they're really beautiful, amazing people. And this store is just stunning. And it's such a honor for me. Like, Everything you just said, like, thank you, but I'm so grateful to be here. And the fact that my product can be on that shelf, that beautiful triangle shelf, and you guys are all here, it's surreal for me, too, right? So, yes, I'm Melissa Cousins. I'm a yoga teacher based in Pittsburgh. I run women's retreats up there, and I have a podcast called Self-Care Spotlight. You'll see the name of that also on the cards that Kirsten's passed out, podcast Self-Care Spotlight. That's where I first met Kelly, actually. Um, the owner of this store, which she was on my podcast way back when, but I'll talk about that in a bit. And of course, I'm the creator of the journal deck. So before we get into all the nitty-gritty details that I want to share with you today about journaling, 
I want to share with you a theory of mine, and it goes like this. I believe that journaling is the most underused, undervalued secret sauce of the self-help community. The most undervalued, underused secret sauce of the self-help community. Okay? That's the whole reason why I'm here today. That's why I made the journal deck. It's why I'm talking to you right now. Because, like I said, I teach yoga, I do meditation, all the things. There's the crystals, there's all these beautiful self-care tips, tricks, rituals, practices, but I really believe that journaling is underused and undervalued, and I'm gonna tell you a little bit about why I think that is. So we can talk about the benefits. So we're kinda gonna go in that, that order. I'm gonna tell you about why I think it's the most underused, undervalued. I'm gonna tell you about the actual benefits, like physiological, psychological benefits of it, and I'm going to talk about why I believe more than ever we need journaling. Okay, so before we get into all that today, I want to take you back a little bit and do story time, okay? Everyone loves a good story. I think it's important for you guys to understand how I got here and why I made JD, as I call it now. Okay, so the journal deck was really started because of a broken heart, as cliche as that sounds. Everyone always asks me, did you, have you journaled your whole life? Right? You're the creator of like a journaling product. You must have been journaling out of the womb. Like you must have just come out and you're journaling. No, I actually didn't. I didn't do the Dear Diary when I was a teenager. I really didn't. I didn't start journaling until I was in my earlier 20s. And I had a broken heart because I was engaged to be married in March 2015. And he was my high school sweetheart. Everyone who's like a Boy Meets World fan, it was totally Cory and Topanga. <laughs> Anyone else love Boy Meets World as much as me? Yeah. So we were, you know, this like fairy tale, and we were supposed to get married, and I had my dress, and I already booked a venue. And by November of that same year, he told me he wasn't in love with me anymore. And it felt like whiplash. Um, how do you propose to me in front of 40 people he did it at my first ever yoga class I taught. He came up to the front of the room at the end and you know, got down on one knee in a big spectacle and brought my friends and family. How do you, how does that happen? A couple months later, you tell me that you're not in love with me anymore. And he told me that I had changed, I just wasn't the same girl, the same woman, and he was right. He started dating me when I was 15 and I had grown up, right? Because we're always evolving, we're always changing. So he was right, but nonetheless, really hard to hear. And to hear, I don't necessarily, I'm not in love with the woman that, you're, that you are right now. Like, I don't understand her. Um, you know, I had started getting into yoga and more of like my own spirituality and just becoming myself. And that was, I think, really scary for him because he wasn't, right? You probably have had... I'm saying hedge nodding. Yeah, you get what I'm saying. So, what did I do? Well, I was already a yogi at that point because I had left grad school to pursue a yoga career back in 2013. Even though I didn't even have a yoga certification at the time, I just said, I'm going to teach yoga and I'm going to quit grad school and I'm going to figure this out. <laughs> that's kind of a theme of my life. Same with the journal deck. So, I, you know, we tried to do the therapy thing and not working. I move out, I leave my dog, Luna, with him because that was her home, and I go back home with my parents. Super cool. Moved back home, boomeranged back home, and I started doing 
journaling. I hired a life coach who worked with me for six months and one-on-one, -on -one, and she was assigning me journal prompts to really dig in there and figure out who I am and these big questions. What do I want? What do I believe in? Who am I? What do I want? What do I not want? The big questions, right? That we're not necessarily walking around asking ourselves, let alone asking other people, or people are not asking us, right? So she was assigning me these prompts, and then I was also starting to do some mentoring for women at the time, too. I was assigning journal prompts to the women I was working with, and I just realized that they were so impactful. Like, something about me with my journal, and it's just me on my pen, asking big questions was really clarifying, and I felt some sense of ease from it. And of course, I was doing all the other things too. I was talking to the moon, I was doing yoga, I was doing meditation, I went on a women's retreat in the middle of the woods with like 50 other women, cried like a baby after a booty yoga class, <laughs> looking up at the sky. And it was great. I, at that same trip, I remember journaling in the middle of, the, of a, like a, a stream on a rock and just had this sense of, everything is going to be okay. Like, I am okay. And I started to just love myself. Like, I really love who Alyssa is. And I didn't know who she was because I'd always been attached to another person. It was always Alyssa and Brad, Brad and Alyssa. Who, am, who is just Alyssa? Who am I by myself? I genuinely didn't know that answer. And they started coming to me as I started taking the time to, to be introspective through the journaling, right? So... Journaling was healing me. It was a huge part of my toolkit. Fast forward a little bit here, spoiler alert. We ended up getting back together a while later, but we totally had stopped talking for a while because that was just not working. That's that toxic middle ground. What are we? What are we not? We just need to stop. We got back together and now we're married. We got married in July 2018. So it's almost July 20th is our one year anniversary. And that was a lot of healing on my part and his part. My healing journey sort of started, I would say, before his, and then he saw me starting to do the work. And you know how that goes, right? When you start doing the work, then the people around you, it's, you don't even have to tell them to do it. We often want to tell people, you should really start pulling cards. You should really get a coach or go to yoga. Just be, just be the example, and they will do it. They, it because they see you in your own sovereignty, in your own radiance, and they're like, I want some of that, right? You see someone like that who's like in their power, and you get it, and you want it. So that's what happened. And we healed, and we got back together, and it was like dating all over again, and it was great. And I was sitting on our couch one day, and I had the aha moment for the journal deck. Why is there not a product that meets journaling mixed with like oracle cards or tarot cards? And then, is that a thing? I'm going to Google it. I don't see anything on Google. Okay, I'm going to make it. That was pretty much my thought process in a nutshell. So, of course, I was a yoga teacher at that time. I had never made a physical product in my life. So now I don't know how to do that. I've got to figure that out. But I knew I could do it found a printer in Pittsburgh that I could go to in person, found a um, pouch maker <laughs> that sews these jewelry pouches that are made actually in Chicago. And they're also, everything's made in the USA, which I was really adamant about. 
and they're owned by a family business out there, and everything was just local, and it all came together. I got crowdfunded in June 2017 because I didn't have $2,000 to do the first decks, and they shipped out that first, that fall of 2017. And now I'm here. So, dreams alive. <laughs> That's the story of how I pretty much got here. And Kelly was on my podcast. She was at the start of it in 2017, and she believed in me enough to say, I've never seen your product before, but when you have a, a wholesale packet, hit me up, and you can be in the store. You need people like that to believe in you, right? And then she said, when you're ready to come talk and do workshops, hit me up and like, we'll do it. And now I'm here doing a workshop, right? So it's, that was only in 2017, but she believed in me. So I have massive love for Modern Mystic. Okay, there's my story time. That's the JD, that's the why. Super important, I think, for you to understand the foundations, okay? So why, my first point, why is journaling the most underused, undervalued secret sauce of the self-help community? Okay, in my opinion, it is not as shiny or as Instagram worthy, all right? It is not very shiny, right? Think about it, okay? Compared to yoga, you can put on like your Lululemons, take your cute photo, go to class, right? Or you, you know, go to a cool kundalini meditation class versus your journal and you and your thoughts. It just doesn't have the same shininess to it, right? Your beautiful hot pink smoothie that you can take a picture of and put it on Instagram, it's just not the same. It's just a book, it's just you. You can maybe cute it up and like, you know, get a cute blanket and a cup of tea and try to take a cute shot. But really, it's, do you get what I'm saying? It's just not as shiny. And I think in a world where we're taking pictures of everything, right, and putting it online to like make these comparisons and somehow make it us look cooler, it's just not very cool looking. Does that make sense? So that's like part one of this theory of why it's underused and undervalued. And that's not hating on yoga. Obviously, I teach yoga. And I also love Kundalini, so not hating on that either. So part two of that theory is that I believe of yoga, I'm gonna call this like a trifecta. Yoga, meditation, and journaling. I love to do all of them together. But I find that all of those three are introspection tools, meaning to go in, right? We live in a very external world. These are all tools to go in. And I believe that of that trifecta, journaling is perhaps the most abrasive of all of them. Okay, here's why. Let me explain. You've got yoga. We'll start there. Yoga, a yoga teacher will tell you, move, don't think, right? The whole point is to stop thinking in a yoga class. You're supposed to get on your mat and you're supposed to move. It's asana practice. It's movement-based. We call it a moving meditation, right? So just move through. You might have something you're working through, but you don't need to think about it directly, right? Just move through it. And by the end, you'll feel better and you might even have an answer, but I don't want you to just sit and think about it. Got it? Cool, let's do the class, right? Then there's meditation. Meditation, that's more, let's breathe through it, right? Again, 
it's literally in meditation, they're asking you to st really just stop thinking, stop the thinking mind, stop the monkey mind, right? And that's obviously really hard for a lot of us to stop that mind because it's just going and going and going. But that's what we're asked to do. We're asked to just breathe through the thoughts and let them go, right? You always hear the, t the teacher tell you, if you have a thought, breathe through it, let it go, right? You guys know that. That's what they, you always hear in a class. So in comparison, journaling, I'm literally asking you to sit and use your thinking mind. I'm asking you to take a, a card, say if you take one from the deck, and I'm asking you directly to answer this question, and I want you to use your mind. Okay, of course I pulled this card. What wounds or beliefs from my childhood am I bringing with me into adulthood? Huge question. Okay, that is not a surface layer question. That's a big one. I'm asking you to sit with that in your mind. I'm asking you to, on a deeper level, take it from the thinking mind. And I'm asking you to tap into your heart and your intuition and what it's telling you and find that space, like a Venn diagram, where they meet. I'm asking you to take the thinking mind and the heart and find the spot in the center. Does that make sense? And that to me, that is where journaling lies, is in that sweet spot, like that Goldilocks space, right? And I think that's a bit challenging and abrasive for a lot of people. Just like how meditation is hard for people because they're with their thoughts and it's hard to turn them off. Journaling is just so direct, right? It's just to the point. And people don't necessarily want to see what's going on on their internal landscape. Yeah? Okay. I think it kind of goes like yoga and then meditation and then journaling is somewhere down here in the order of what people are willing to maybe try to do to introspect. That's my theory. That's my working theory right now. Okay, so I'm in this business of trying to sell journaling, even though it's not super shiny and it's not super Instagram worthy and it's the most abrasive of all of the forms of introspection. That's my challenge, right? So that's why I'm here today talking to you. Okay, here we go. The benefits. This is, I find this stuff really interesting, the benefits, the actual psychological, physiological benefits of it. You hear a lot about them for yoga and for meditation, again, because those are like the, like the more shiny. I'm just going to go with that term. Tons of studies on them. I'm sure you've read about them, all the things. Journaling, I've done the research, and there's not as much research on this topic in particular. But it is out there. So in no particular order, some of the benefits of journaling are boosting our immune system, they've even found, boosting our self-confidence, our self-awareness, of course, boosting your mood, helping with, this is the one that most people are aware of, and I think perhaps one of the biggest ones, stress management and anxiety and depression, trauma, as Kirsten mentioned, and PTSD. It also helps with helping us to slow down in a very fast-paced world that is all technology-based, all externally-based, right? It helps with emotional intelligence. It's been found, it's been studied with. Meaning, that ability to read a room, 
to read someone you're talking to, to look someone in the eye and be able to have empathy and compassion for them, even if you've never been in their position, right? Intuition. This emotional intelligence is becoming, I think, so important. They're right, people are trying to write books about this, right? Because the eyeballs are becoming so important because we're here, we're looking down at our tech devices. And so this, what I'm doing right now, is becoming extremely important. Some people are actually, I find, getting really uncomfortable with eye contact. And sometimes if I look at someone, they'll immediately, like, don't, don't, I don't want to do it, right? I love a good face-to-face -face conversation, just like I love picking up the phone rather than texting, which some people hate picking up the phone, and that's not even the eyeballs, right? Okay, let's see. What else? Also, last thing, and again, in no particular order of importance, the brain. Okay, so you hear right brain, left brain, and although much of that science has actually been debunked, we're not just right brain or left brain, we use both, but nonetheless, certain sides of the brain do have different functions, okay? So on the right side of the brain, this is more of the house of like the creative side. So it has been found that it helps to boost that side of the brain. And again, I love that, that it kind of balances that side, the creative side, but then the writing side of your brain is actually housed on the left side, which is the more logical, systems-based, practical side. And it's cool, right? It's kind of, it, it, like my mother talked about the Venn diagram, the mind and the heart meeting it actually can use both sides of the brain at the same time. Super cool. Okay, let's talk about some actual studies that have been done. I think these are really interesting. I love the brain too. I love talking about the brain and the mystical side. I think you need both, right? There's room for both. Dr. Lieberman was the man who did a study and looked at the amygdala. So this is the part of the brain that helps to control the intensity of our emotions, okay? So have you ever noticed that when you are really stressed and your partner or your friend or maybe an innocent bystanding stranger says something or does something and you lose your shit, like you lose it, right? <laughs> it could be the smallest thing and they, whoa, I didn't know there was a landmine there, right? You're so stressed that you're just, you're a ticking time bomb. Your emotions are all over the place. They're up, you're down, one minute you're good, one minute you're terrible, right? We, we know how that feels, that's stress. The adrenals, everything is just going crazy. The amygdala is not having that regulation of those intensity of emotions. So what he found, in 2009 he found that journaling, he looked at these volunteers' brain scans and found that it actually helped to reduce the intensity of our emotions in the amygdala. So that's not to say it's dulling our emotions, but it's helping to kind of balance and quell the intensity of them. Because, right, that Goldilocks again, we don't wanna swing so high and then swing so low, right? And I think that's what a lot of us, I noticed even in my friends and those around me, we, and even me, especially on this entrepreneurial journey, one minute you're like, I'm killing it, and then the next I'm dying. Like you just go up and down with your stress levels. So he found journaling actually helps to reduce the intensity of our emotions. Super interesting. Okay, moving on. Dr. Pennebaker, I love his name, Dr. Pennebaker. He wrote a book in 2004 that was called Writing to Heal because he has done studies 
on journaling since about the 80s, okay? So he is someone that is cited a lot. When people write present-day articles about journaling, they often will cite Dr. Pennebaker and his work that he's done. He has this famous study where for about 15 to 20 minutes a day, he was having volunteers. One group was journaling about their trauma, and then one group was journaling about completely neutral subjects like their shoes. And then he would study them and look at different bodily functions and self-reported benefits and such. And what he found was that those who were writing about the hardest part of their lives, their trauma, actually had greater long-term benefits and self-reported benefits than those who were just writing about totally neutral topic. So even though they were going in there and talking and digging up the stuff that they maybe don't want to talk about on the everyday, right? you hear people say that, I don't want to talk about that, it gets too hard. They were getting better benefits, self-reported and actual studies, right? So again, in no particular order, I don't want to mess this up, I always seem to forget these ones. The improved immune function was one he found. Long-term, reduced their blood pressure, okay, there's the stress. And also they improved lung function and liver function, which I have no idea what that could be about, but that's a study that they found. And then of course the self-reported benefits. Increased mood, greater psychological well-being, reduced absenteeism from work, which I find ironic because in a corporate culture that we tend to live in, that's like work, 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 do, 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 more, 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 go faster, go harder, reduced absenteeism from work when they were taking time to sit and be with themselves and talk about their trauma was helping them be at work. It wasn't affecting them in a negative way, right? Fewer post-traumatic intrusion and avoidance systems and reduced depressive symptoms before examinations, okay? And then lastly, a woman Doctor, Dr. Pakrell, Maud Pakrell. So she had studied a lot about left brain, right brain. And she was the one who really found about it uses that creative side and also pulls in the left logical side of the brain, which I love that it, again, it brings both together. And in a world where I don't know if every day we're feeling like we're using our, cre our creative juices, right? I don't know that every day we wake up and unless you're in your own business and different things, or maybe you're an artist, if every day we feel like our creative well is really filled up. So I love that journaling can help us tap into that, right? But then what she found even, I think, more interesting was another brain reticular activating system, your RAS. Okay, so what she found is that this part of the brain, it activates it when you journal. What this part of the brain does is it brings information to the forefront. It brings it to the surface. So the author, Tim Ferriss, he's the author of the, t the Four Hour Workweek. Has anyone ever heard of him before? Yeah, pretty, pretty well known. He has this really great quote that said, journaling is like a photography dark room for the mind. And that right there is exactly what she found from the reticular activating system, right? He probably didn't know that. I certainly didn't know that when I started journaling that any of this was happening in my body. But that's what it's doing. So when people say, when my clients would say, or when I would sit with my coach and I would tell her, you know, that homework assignment, that journal prompt, I had so much clarity after that. I got it. 
I had an aha moment. I saw something in a different way that I'd never thought of it. That system of the brain is literally getting activated to bring it to the surface so that we can see it. I think that's fascinating. I love the brain, and I think that that's beautiful that journaling can help us to access these parts of ourselves, right? So, okay, we know all of this. Now I've told you all these benefits. That's everything from, you know, it's going to help you understand yourself better to it might help your immune system, helping you have a sharper memory, helping you with being able to connect with other people with their emotional intelligence, all of these beautiful benefits. And yet we're, I'd say overall, most people are not journaling that often unless someone tells them to, say it like a workshop, right? But can you see why perhaps more than ever, we really need journaling, right? Okay, so the culture that we're in as a whole in the US, it is very, what I call masculine energy dominated. I'm not talking, of course, about gender. I'm talking about energy. And as I already said, it's like do more, go harder, you know, be faster, more efficient. It's very corporate-esque, right? And that's causing a lot of stress, okay, for everyone. Has anyone seen the study or the show One Nation Under Stress on HBO? Okay, that's part of your homework. You need to go watch this if it's still on. It was on as, a few, as of a few months ago when I first watched it. One Nation Under Stress on HBO. This documentary with Dr. Sanjay Gupta, the health correspondent for CNN, he did the whole thing. He actually even came to Pittsburgh for some of it, so I was super happy to see Pittsburgh there <laughs> in some of the, the filming. So this whole documentary, One Nation Under Stress, it opens with a really startling statistic. So small spoiler alert. It opens with saying that in the past three years, life expectancy in the US has gone down. Down. <laughs> in the greatest country, it's gone down. And that hasn't happened in 100 years. Okay, do a little math with me here. What was happening 100 years ago? If this is 2019, what great event was happening 100 years ago? In my other life, I, I was actually a history major <laughs> before I quit grad school. <laughs> the Great Depression. When I read that, it like hit me like a ton of bricks. Like just sit with that. A hundred years ago, when we were in the Great Depression, you know, that the life, you know, the life expectancy, that that's when that was matching, and that blew my mind, and it was really startling to me, and I started, you know, writing notes. I took out my notebook. I'm like, I got to include this in my lectures, my workshop. I need to tell everyone to watch this. This is so, this is so sad, but I also felt more compelled than ever to do the work that I do, to, to teach my yoga classes, to have the journal tech, to have the self-care spotlight podcast, to spread this message of taking care of yourself, of sitting down to journal and be quiet and get in touch with your feelings, you know, God forbid, just to be with yourself instead of being online, you know, just be with you. 
And, you know, they talk about these three deaths of despair in this documentary. Alcoholism, suicide, and drugs, namely opioids, that are on the rise across the country while life expectancy goes down. Again, we're so stressed that this is the state that we're in. This is also the reason I believe that we're in the political climate that we are in. And I'm not going to get into politics. I'm not going to do that to you right now on a Sunday. But nonetheless, I believe that we're so stressed that we've gotten ourselves here, that what we're doing, the way we're working, isn't working, right? On any level, personally and in our professional lives. It's just not really working for the majority of us unless we've started to do this work and tap in, find more of those feminine energetic qualities, which is you know, what I'm talking about in my 2 p.m. workshop. The journaling plus feminine energy workshop is tapping more into that feminine energy side and I think journaling is a part of that. It's the slowing down aspect. It's tuning inwards. It's intuition, feelings-based. By the way, those are all on this right side of the brain that journaling helps to activate that side of the brain. Okay, so all of these self-care tools, the yoga, the meditation, any kind of movement. Uh, I love to dance. We're going to dance at the workshop at 2 o'clock. Um, journaling, they all are seeking the same thing, right? To help you find clarity, to help you find a sense of ease, some answers, some peace, to move energy in just different forms. Journaling is through writing, yoga through movement, um, meditation through breath, but they're just different expressions of all trying to get to that same root, right? And yet, I know I sound like a broken record, and yet people are not journaling because it is not as shiny and it is not as Instagram worthy. And I want to change that because I truly believe, just like I've told you all these benefits, that it can help change your life. It can help change the game for you. It might be that little piece of the puzzle that you haven't fully given a go at, like a good go at, right? A lot of people will tell me, I tried it. And this brings us to our last point of the convo. Like, how do you really implement this to stick? You can get so excited about something, right? Like New Year's resolutions, I'm going to do that. And then it just falls off the wagon, right? You have to, now you know the why. So that's good. You can keep that as your root, why you're doing it. You know why now. I've given you so many benefits. You know why you need to be journaling, why it's good for you. You know that, right? And I don't just want to tell you to do something. I want you to understand why I'm telling you, okay? The why is very important for everything. But ultimately, you know, it's, it's not about shoulding on this practice, any self-care practice. I should journal for an hour. I should journal, for, you know, five pages. Just journal. It could be one sentence, and that's, wow, that sentence was super powerful. I needed to write that. I get it now. Maybe you write five pages. Maybe write two. Maybe write for an hour. Maybe you only write for 20 minutes. It doesn't matter, okay? Don't should on any of your self-care, including your journaling. Maybe some days you want to take a journal deck card, and you want to pull a prompt, like that childhood wounds one that you got. And I believe that just like any oracle or tarot card, you pull what you need to, what you need to write about, is what we say. That you got to write it out to clear it out, 
Just like I say you have to move it out to clear it out in yoga, you gotta write it out to clear it out with your journaling. So you pull your card and you have a journal prompt. Helps for some inspiration for that day. And then maybe there's a day you don't want a prompt. You just have something that's on your brain and you just wanna get it out, then great. Think of it more like just get it on the page, whatever it is, and you'll, that RAS system will start getting activated and hopefully you'll get some clarity from it, okay? There's no right or wrong way, essentially, is what I'm saying to do it. You don't have to do it X amount of days a week. You do it when you feel that you need to do it. I like to tell people, pull a card, our journal deck cards, once a week because there's 52 in a deck. I did that intentionally because there's 52 weeks in a year. Make it a part of a ritual that you can do once a week to get yourself in the habit of journaling. If you never journal, maybe you start small and try just once a week, and maybe you start to build up to do it more and more as you like it, right? Figure out what works for you, and, and don't worry about what works for somebody else, right? I don't journal every single day. I'm the creator of the journal deck. I don't journal every day, just like I don't do yoga every day, even though I'm a yoga teacher. Okay? You have to make it a practice that's going to work for you or you will never, it will never stick if you should all over it, okay? Okay, and last point here. Journaling, it is not just for 14-year-old girls writing on their bed, dear diary, and writing about what they did today. It's not a log, okay? That's, I think, a big image of what we have stuck in our heads. Writing about, like, my boyfriend or what did I do today? And it's... I'm not like making fun of that if you did that as a 14 year old. <laughs> but this is a very modern, mystical, I'm gonna bring it around there. I know that's super cheesy. I'm gonna bring it around. It's a very modern, mystical approach that any adult can be doing. Any adult, and it will help to change the game for you. I truly, truly believe that, okay? It's for everyone. And, you know, journaling might not be shiny and it might not be as Instagram worthy but I can promise you and again I'm gonna sound really cliche again it will help you shine from the inside out and this knowledge you know it now you can't unknow it I've told you I see you guys taking notes you know it now okay the secrets out and now you can go tell other people about journaling, maybe about the journal deck. And again, lead by just by example. And share that secret just by doing it and seeing how it impacts you. Talk about it, tell other people. You know, if they wanna hear about it, sure, share it, okay? You know now the secret that journaling is the secret sauce to health, happiness, and healing. Thank you so much for listening. And that's the end of my spiel. <laughs> Thank you so much. How's that? Yeah, did you want to do questions? Okay, cool. Do we have time? We're good? Okay, awesome. Okay, cool. Perfect. I wanted to leave some time. Okay, so does anybody have any particular questions about journaling? Cool, yeah. That's a really good question. I just, like, as you're saying that, I'm like, oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and, the and the throat is right in the middle. Yes. Yes. 
that would make a really beautiful workshop, like ding, ding, ding idea. Yeah, so she, what she's saying is like that upper level, like the thinking and then the heart, and in the middle chakra there is the throat chakra, right? It's that communication, that's what she's talking about, and the journaling helps bring that out. Spot on. I haven't done a workshop about that. That <laughs> there, I love it. She's a fellow entrepreneur like me, I see it. Yeah, that's really beautiful. Um, Observation, I've not thought about. That's an aha moment. Yeah, beautiful. You're so right. Absolutely. But no, I have not. But I think that's what's cool about journaling too is like when I did all these, when I made all these cards and these, these prompts, um, I did write them all. I genuinely did write all 52 of them. And then I wrote the other 52 for our second edition, the Goddess Edition deck. Um, hello. They're, you know, all different themes. So that's a big question that people ask is like, well, what are the prompts about? That one was about childhood wounds. Like, what are they all that? Like, what is that? What are they about? That particular one, the OG deck as we call it, because it's the original. So this one, the cover looks like this. And it tells you like how to use it on the back, a little blurb about it. And they look like this. So this one I just pulled. What do you need to liberate yourself from? I love that question. So their questions are all different in terms of themes. It's everything from self-care to relationships to fear to ideal career, uh, money mindset questions in there for my people who are working through money mindset beliefs. So it's more of a broad themed deck versus the Goddess Edition one that we're working with at 2 p.m. is much more geared towards feminine energy and leadership and those types of questions. Okay, good question, good observation. Anyone else have any questions? Yeah. Oh, oh, that's such a good question. Yes. Okay. So, yes. I have a woman who was on the podcast named Julie, who's from, up from Pittsburgh, and she actually has psoriatic arthritis. I had her on my podcast in the beginning in 2017, so she's, if you go to look for the podcast on Apple or, you know, uh, Stitcher, Google Play, you got to go way back to find Kelly. You got to go way back to find Julie. So what's interesting, to answer your question, she asked, is there a difference between typing versus writing? right? We are in a digital age. People are like, can I digitally journal, right? I don't want you to digitally journal. I want you to write. Please just get out an old school pen and paper or pencil, all right? Please do that for me. That's another part of your homework because I'll tell you why. So Julie is a beautiful example, like self-study. She has psoriatic arthritis. Her hands physically, some days are just in so much pain, she can't, the, the fine motor skills to hold the pen or the pencil, it hurts and she can't do it. But typing where the hands are more open, she can. And she has told me, and in that interview, that it doesn't feel the same for her. She does not feel that same level of clarity and the ahas don't come quite as much. And I thought that was just such a beautiful self-study that she could share with my audience to tell people um, in her own unique way that because she has a psoriatic arthritis, she genuinely can feel the difference. Um, and that sometimes that really frustrates her because she wants to physically journal. And maybe we're taking that for granted that we can hold a pencil without being in physical pain, right? It really puts some things in perspective for me hearing her talk about it. And she's a very young woman. She's a young mom. And someday she can't hold her pen, you know, and that it does actually bring so much more clarity. And they even did a study that I was reading about um, cursive writing in particular. I'm not so good at cursive, but print over here, most of us are. But cursive, they used to teach cursive more. My parent, my dad still writes cursive. Um, cursive, they did a study and actually found that because your pen 
your pencil is less likely to pick it up because it's more flowy, that it actually feels better for people that they report that they feel a sense of more clarity and that they kind of have, because they literally have to pick up the pen less, that it can actually be more beneficial to journal with cursive writing. I thought that was fascinating. It makes sense though, right? Because you're not pausing to have to pick up the pen. It's just kind of flowing out. And I also love that cursive writing, flow is considered feminine energy quality, right? It's considered that. And I love that cursive is this flowy thing. So that's just me loving that part. But does that answer your question? Yeah, cool. So please, just uh, don't digitally journal. I mean, I'm not going like, to yell at you if you do, but I think that it will really help you to use a pen and pencil old school, okay? It, it's, it's the best. And you get to buy a cute journal. They have beautiful journals back there that say magic on them. They have look like spell books. Like, they're great, right? Anyone else have a question? Cool. Okay. All right. What's up? Yeah. And yeah, if they all have journals. Do most of you guys have journals, notebooks? Yeah, okay, cool. I didn't know if people would do that. Yay, okay, so we have time. So let's go ahead and we'll go ahead and do a prompt card. We already had pulled two today. Let's go ahead and see what else we come up with here. Can I have everybody actually just like close your eyes for me? Yeah, let's close our eyes. Let's do that. Okay, first things first. Can you please take your shoulders and take a big breath in and shrug them up to your ears? Take a big breath. And then out of the mouth, release them. We're going to do that again. Take a big breath. And let it go. Someone once told me that to sigh is to sit in God's hands. Or maybe you prefer to sit in goddesses' hands, whatever works for you. Okay? I love a good sigh. Okay, here we go. Mm. Okay. All right, it says, write in your journal today about, I believe or I want to believe I am worthy of dot, dot, dot. You fill in the blank. I believe or I want to believe I am worthy of. So you could take that one of two ways. I believe I am worthy of, or I want to believe I am worthy of. Go ahead and take a few minutes. We'll, we'll be quiet.
We'll do two more minutes, guys. And don't worry, you can always come back to it later. I think it's looking like I'm seeing some people putting their pens down, still some people writing. Of course, you can write more if you want to write more later, right? This isn't, again, if you have more to write, go home and write more about it. If you love the other prompts that I said, what do I need to liberate myself from? You can write that down if that one really speaks to you. Or what wounds or beliefs from my childhood am I bringing with me into adulthood? That's a really big one. That might take up a couple of pages. <laughs> or, you know, days, months. <laughs> Therapists, all the things to work through that one. You can also write that one down. Those are the ones that we pulled with today. But otherwise, some housekeeping things here besides, first of all, just massively grateful um, to be here and for you guys all attentively attentively listening to what I have to say and hear about journaling. And I truly hope that if you have any questions, you can come up and you can ask me personally. I hope that you learned something today about journaling since it's not quite as talked about as some of the other forms out there. And, um, you know, is not as cool as all these things on this beautiful shiny table right now, right? We're, we're, we're making journaling cooler and a little sexier and a little more, you know, exciting and fun to do, I hope. Um, so housekeeping here is the OG deck, Modern Mystic has this one. They have this, it's actually right over there on the beautiful triangle shelf. They have more of them too. So you guys can get those here in the store and that's awesome. Then you don't have to pay shipping, so that's great, right? So those are here for you. I also brought, um, Kelly told me I was allowed to bring the OG, or excuse me, the Goddess Edition deck. So that's a different color. That's more of this pretty salmon kind of color. And these ones I have with me. These ones are not in the store. So if you want one of these ones, you can just come see me and we'll, we'll get that for you. Um, otherwise, you can get the OG here. What else do you need to know? On the little postcards, yes, that Kirsten passed out. If you didn't get one, they're right up here. Or if you want to take one for someone else. Um, it has the information on it for the podcast, the self-care spotlight. Again, it's... Um, Google Play and Stitcher for the Android folks, and then of course that there's Apple, you know, podcasts. The Instagram at the Journal Deck is on there. Please come say hi. I love Instagram. I admittedly am not on Facebook. Like I don't really do Facebook. I, it's there, but I just I'm Instagram. <laughs> I'm pro Instagram. So come find us on Instagram at the Journal Deck as well. And it has right on there a pass it on. So it has a coupon there for five dollars. So whenever you follow us and you're done with this. Besides from recycling, if you can, wanna, you can always pass it on to someone. It has a $5 off coupon code on there to give to someone else. Um, I won't know if you use it for yourself to get a different deck at a different time, but <laughs> good karma coupon there as well. And let's see, the Goddess Edition decks, just for you guys today, um, I'm doing them 15% off if you guys would want those. 
Um, so that's just those ones, not the OG ones, okay? I think that's everything. Am I missing anything? Am I good? Am I cool? Okay, that's it. Thank you so much. Let me know if you have any. Oh, yeah, what's up? Oh, that would be valid to know, right? They're 35. <laughs> valid question. <laughs> okay, that's it. Thank you guys so much. Have a wonderful rest of your day. This episode was produced by Kirsten Hedges and produced and edited by Georgie Harris. For more information, visit us at modernmysticshop.com and click on Sunday School.